Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, the show where we talk about what lessons we've learnt from musicals. Surprise, surprise. Um, it's me, KB. I'm your host for this evening and I am joined by... Julie Eisentrager. That's right. Hi, Julie. Oh, hey, hey. How you going, mate? This feels familiar. This does feel familiar. There's no Miranda here today. It's, we've, we've just, it's just the two she of us. She couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. She was fading. She's fading fast. And that's fair. That is fair. She's been here a long... She's been recording many a podcast. She has. Today. But we are joined by our good friend, Alex Woodward. It's me. It's you. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome back. It's ha- happy to be here. It's actually been, I think, two years. It's been roughly. a long yeah. time. It's been a solid One amount of, of time. Very first guests, I think. Really? Yeah, not I mean, the first guest. There you go. Was you, I seriously? What? How did I not know that fact? <laughs> I think it might have been longer than two years. Oh then. my god! It might have been like three, three yeah. years. Oh my god, you guys! <laughs> oh my god, you guys! Funnily enough, not talking about Legally Blonde today. We are talking about and Juliet. <laughs> now, because it has been three years, Alex, we need to get to know you. Again. Again. Ooh. Yeah. Go on. Go, um, you need to be Miranda. Julie. Oh, sorry. Okay. Miranda, <laughs> Miranda, Miranda. Getting to know you. That was lovely. Spot on Miranda? Uh, it was a bit quiet, I think. Oh, sorry. I, yeah, I yeah. tend to control the volume. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alex, which musical character would other people compare you to? Look, I. <sighs> honestly think it's any generic white guy from the Book of Mormon (laughs) because even when I'm in a sad mood and even when life is really difficult, I just smile through it, you know? Just turn it off. I think, honestly, yeah, I'm just constantly smiling even when life is carnage. (laughs) (laughs) Like, right. (laughs) So then which musical character would you like other people to compare you to? This is a very difficult um, one that I don't really know. No. <laughs> There's nobody else in musical theatre that you're like, I wish if I could have these wonderful qualities in this white dude role, <laughs> it would be. <laughs> uh, you know what? It doesn't have to be white. It doesn't have to be. Look, I mean. Or, or male. It doesn't have to be male. Can I say that I'd like to be compared to Elphaba? Because you Just only because I'd like to be able to sing like that. Amazing. <laughs> I think that's great. I'll I take believe it. in you. I believe right, you can. Right. Or Elwoods because it means I would be good at university. So, like, that would be, that'd I mean, be a you're solid win. There. You're keeping it positive. Maybe you just need to find your Emmett. Maybe. <laughs> oh, what's this song, Stucks? Uh, you, you think of that while I ask the next question. That's a good one, though. Um, has your dream role changed? What has my dream, dream role? You know, I actually don't really have any dream roles. Like, I love shows. But as for roles, I kind of like, uh, yeah, I've always just, my like musical theatre love and journey has just constantly changed. I remember well, like when I first got into music theatre, which was kind of late in life, which was in my mid-twenties, mm. late in life compared to most people. <laughs> I, there was only like certain shows I really liked. Like I yeah. liked Wicked and contemporary musicals like Avenue Q and stuff. And then I started falling for some older stuff. And then I started getting to more story-based things like Sondheim, um... 
and those kind of ditties. Fun ones. And I've actually, I suppose not embarrassingly, because the classics are amazing, but I've gone back into a world of like loving classic musical theatre. It's not a bad thing. And I've been listening a lot to (laughs) like old school hits like Carousel. Amazing. Like So, I mean, that's not really a character, is it? Okay, so let's read old school hits (laughs) like Carousel. I just was like, what are we getting? What's the end going to be? Like, are we still going to be friends after? Um, so I guess then let's rephrase the question. What show then would you like to be in or slash produce? What's on the list? I the really, top? really, really, really mm. loved mm. the Broadway revival of Oklahoma. So okay. I would love to put on a version of Oklahoma. I'd also love to do a version of Carousel. I just think there's a lot of issues within the text. So it would take a lot of work to make it okay for a 2020 audience yes. or at least comment on it for a 2020 audience. Yeah. Not the first time we've said that on the podcast either. Oh. No. I think all of the R&H <laughs> repertoire needs some Let's work have a look. Let's get out our red pen. Little rewrite, <laughs> you know? Um, well, let's let's move away from Rogers and Hammerstein <laughs> and talk about your favourite Sondheim show. Sweeney. Sweeney. Me. Demon Barber. So good. So good. Uh, I think it was one of the first movie musicals I actually ever watched. I mean, it apart from one. The Sound of Music, because I think everyone saw that as a kid. Yes. But yeah, like, I just remember seeing, I suppose seeing a musical acted so well mm-hmm. it was just like oh wow they're they, pretty good they, like people act in this it's <laughs> <laughs> actually work in this well I suppose like the first I remember the first thing I ever saw was like oh I think it had like Johnny O'Keefe <laughs> was, the, was it the wild one the uh, buddy bad boy bad, no it wasn't well, no, it was like the, the wild one the Johnny O'Keefe was it the Buddy Holly story maybe or something maybe that rings a bell hang on we'll I'll Google, Google it. Yeah. as you tell the story so anyway that's why <laughs> I remember seeing I have like two instances of seeing shows that kind of changed my perspective on musicals mm. when I first visited the UK and I was 18 and I saw Wicked and I was like oh my god oh. musicals are actually like a spectacular like, this yeah. is very very entertaining and Sweeney Todd was another one so. was yeah. it called The Legend of Shout The Legend of the Wild One that's the one you Shout. were very young when you saw that I, well how was I I think so <laughs> 2000 2001 oh you weren't that young I wasn't that young <laughs> <laughs> I would have been old enough to remember. Sweet, sweet 14. <laughs> um, that seems like a, such a weird show as oh, a 14 year old to be like, just, I am going to go along. Yeah. Yes, yes, I will. I think it was more like mum and dad bought tickets yeah. and I just <laughs> was there. It was fun. <laughs> and musicals were great. Not by choice, you're very young. <laughs> very much true. Is um, um one of the songs from Shout your go to shower song at the moment? My go to shower <laughs> song. <laughs> Segways. Imagine that. Segways. But imagine. Especially <laughs> funny because it's like obviously COVID. Six months I've just been eating and drinking and I'm like, isn't it nice not singing? Why <laughs> did you go to say not showering? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, no, but no, 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 no. I have, there is one song that is my constant go-to mm-hmm. and it's almost like being in love with Brigadier. Because I feel like I can sing it and it's like you can put a contemporary edge and a legit edge on it and it's like a, it's an easy, nice sing and it's a beautiful song. And it's just kind of like a little, it's like a nice little ditty for Ditty's the as the water the cascades down on my body. <laughs> You're transported to another world. Yes. Something like that. Let's just say that, eh? That's great. Um, would you delete Brigadoon from existence? Oh! 
I don't know if I'd delete Brigadoon. <laughs> what would you delete? Maybe HMS Four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, look, I actually think that is for every bad show, there's always something that comes out of it. Exactly. So it's very hard to delete. Okay, let's rephrase this. If you could never see this particular show ever again and be quite happy with it, it's still in the canon. It still exists. Right. Things have still come after it. Right. But you'll be like, just nobody ever, ever put that on again, please. I probably don't ever need to see The King and I. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think that's, that's probably up there yeah. for Fair. me. Especially in Australia again. Yes. With yes. Teddy Tahuru. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a well-cast King and I in Australia. I can hand on my heart say <laughs> I have never seen a world cast uh, kick an eye well anyway. <laughs> maybe and Juliet was cast better but we will find out after this piece of music I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Juliet, a relatively musical, it only came out last year in the West End. See, si. yeah. Um, why have you brought us in? So I saw this show when I was luckily in London. I think in March this yeah, year, very which is a really kind of odd time. I feel very grateful that I got to go to West End and see like ten shows. And I don't remember being there, going, "Oh, there's barely any tourists here. This is so great!" <laughs> like, it's so easy to get a ticket. To literally, it was the middle of the holidays and everyone's like oh have you booked tickets and I was like no nah, we'll just go to the booth it'll be fine and they're like oh watch out but we managed to get tickets to everything pretty much on the day yeah and this is a show we had been looking out for so basically I have always been obsessed with pop music my whole life yeah so when fun story when I was a 13 year old oh 12 13 year old boy I, in my bedroom, I had so many posters of the Spice Girls. That's amazing. I had so many posters of the Spice Girls on my walls that I actually had to start putting them on my roof. Like, I loved Emma Bunton <laughs> so, so, so much. So I have, and ever since I had that kind of affection for the Spice Girls, mm-hmm. I have had an affection for like boy bands and girl bands. And so I was obsessed with the Backstreet Boys yeah, as fair. well the fam um, so kind of yeah my whole it was really weird because like lots of kind of 12, 13 year old 11 year old boys were like yeah I'm cool I like rock music I got into that later in life obviously <laughs> but then not me I was just like down for boy bands and it was lame but I like it's loved it lame they're the best 
And well, and so and Juliet. So all the music in the show is written by this incredible pop writer that no one knows, and I just think that is incredible. So a gentleman named Max Martin, who is a Swedish pop songwriter, who is probably responsible for more number ones than any other writer in the world. Like he had, I think it's like over twenty number one US hits. He's written easily over a hundred songs that have made the charts. Like he wrote for for like Backstreet Boys, Britney. Spears, NSYNC. It's insane. I've just clicked it on his Wikipedia page. It is insane. He's very clever. He has honest, like he's this guy that nobody knows, but has easily written at least 10 songs that you know. He's worth a quarter of a billion dollars. Whoa. Yeah, correct. If you want to write a song with him, so say if you're a band and you want to write a song with him in Sweden, you can like drop 50k and he'll spend a day with you. (laughs) That's... It's just not in my budget. (laughs) That's amazing. So, Uh, oh. No, you keep going. So, basically, this this show um, is all the music of Max Martin. And I thought, oh, my God, this is something that I have to see because I have played in pop bands before doing music theatre. Pop bands were kind of my thing, and I really loved them, and I played in them for a long time, and I spent some time in Sweden writing and recording. And so, as part of that process, I've always been looked up to pop writers. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically, all the, as a massive generalisation, all the best pop writers in the world are either in LA or they're in Stockholm, Sweden yeah. or Gothenburg as well. Um, and yeah, he's like the biggest Swedish writer there ever was and this musical is all his music. And nice. I was like, oh my God, I have to see this. <laughs> I didn't know that listening to it though. Because I was oh. like, the, I, I usually start my research by going, all right, let's listen to it. Then I'll find out what it's about if I don't understand it from listening to it. Well, you also don't to a from this. You <laughs> yeah. definitely don't. But I also like, I messaged you as I was listening yes. to the soundtrack being like this album is an absolute banger because it's all of my favourite songs ever in one place <laughs> literally it's just like hit after hit after hit and you're there I mean especially if you don't know who Max Martin is you're there going oh my god this person wrote this song yeah. and this song and, and this song? song and this song which is very different to Bad Out of Hell because I only wrote for Meatloaf um, <laughs> so <laughs> you are sitting there being like oh and there's an but it's and literally it's like you have everything from Backstreet Boys to Bon Jovi like it's you're like oh I never knew that It's My Life by Bon Jovi I thought he wrote it like he almost feel cheated but anyway (laughs) (laughs) the truth comes out Um, so for those uh, who haven't heard of Andaliet can you give a a general rundown of plot in about two minutes yes I will I don't want no spoilers obviously hopefully it will come to Australia hopefully it'll go to New York one day Um, but yeah so the show the premise of the show starts off with William Shakespeare the bard um and I suppose it's the premiere of Romeo and Juliet in that time, but mm-hmm. also in a semi-modern setting. Uh, a contemporary old school setting. <laughs> so anyway, it's the premiere of the show and uh, William Shakespeare's wife is there. And after the show, she gets up and goes, yeah, but why would Juliet kill herself? Like, what would she do that for? Like, I think instead of her killing herself, she should go, nah, stuff that. I'm not going to kill myself for a guy that I met three days ago. Yeah. I'm going to live. (laughs) And then the show basically... 
uses the Romeo and Juliet story intertwined with that idea of uh, Shakespeare and his wife kind of arguing about how the story should be. And it goes back and forth between that. Until we get to the Romeo and Juliet we've always known and made love. <gasps> really no spoilers. <laughs> it's like a whole, pretty much a whole minute to spare. It's, it's, it helps when you've seen the show, I think. Oh, very good. You know? Concise. <laughs> Don't bore us. Get good. to the chorus. Um, so having seen the show, uh-huh. what are we looking at in terms of set, costumes, casting? Okay, so it's. I was thinking about how to describe the show because I when I saw it, like I had the best time, but also <laughs> the show was like I don't want to. Oh, it's just a. It, it misses was, the mark. No, no, not at all. Like the show is amazing, but it's also terrible. Okay, and <laughs> like not terrible in like a bad sense. It's the fact that it's extremely self-knowing. Like okay. there were lines like where people were arguing, and there were like two people would be arguing about a situation and then one person would say well how like who's going to solve that problem and then they'd look to the audience and go it's gonna be me and they'd go into like an in-sync <laughs> song like it was a very so, is it like the 21 jump street of musical theater i think that's actually quite a good description okay. like a very like there was puns incredible dancing incredible music one <sighs> my issue with jukebox musicals is that I think that certain performers have certain strengths mm-hmm. and sometimes when music theatre performers perform pop songs it they like it inherently sounds like someone singing a style that they shouldn't necessarily sing or they're yeah. not like used to singing in all the time wow English good <laughs> um, but they managed to really kind of nail the sound excellent casting and uh, Often with jukebox music, the sound isn't quite right. And you felt like you were at a pop concert while yeah. at this musical. Like the music production was excellent. The arrangements, the orchestrations were really, really good. It was just a very fun, camp, loud show. Yeah, nice. The, the, sorry. The set was kind of like a junkyard, but not old time. Like, very techy. Yeah, it was cute. extremely tech heavy. Like yeah. lot literally lots of lights, lots of fireworks. Mm-hmm. Katy Perry. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. It was a big, big, big it production. It looks like a party. I think that's actually a great way to describe it. Like, it's a very good show to go and see after, mm-hmm. like, four daiquiris. You know what I mean? Like, it's the kind of show you would go, like, with a group of friends and be like, hey, we're going to have a fun night out. Let's, after we finish work, let's go have some drinks. Let's go see the show. It's going to be really silly. We're not really going with the intention of being, walking away going, oh, I feel like this has questioned my opinion on, right. you know, it's just like, we're here to have a good time. It's kind of flipping. In, and I guess that's what's popular it, yeah. in West End at the moment is to take a story people already know and give it a different spin on it or a different totally. perspective on it with Six and, and Juliet and everything else currently runs that idea of, hey, you already are familiar with what's in front of you, but why not? I think you brought up exactly what I was talking to KB about before we were doing this today in saying what I don't like about the way they did this music. And it, you've nailed it when you're saying like musical theatre performers singing pop songs. And at first I was like, yeah, all 
right, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. I'm still in out until I don't know which number it was. This was a and it was in a character. It was a character's voice. Right. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm back out. Yeah, it is really interesting in the context of the show. There was a couple of characters who really did every song in their character voices, and in the show, you were like, oh, I love this character. They're so good. They are, oh, I can't remember his name, but he falls in love with Juliet's nurse. Right. Oh yeah. Um, and all his songs are very like character driven and he's kind of like the smooth, I don't know, love interest for Juliet's nurse. Um, and on the soundtrack, it's like, oh, this is a bit weird. Yeah. But in situ. It makes sense. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about every Sondheim show. Like every Sondheim <laughs> show that I've tried to listen to like yeah, a recording of, can't. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. And then once I see it, I'm like, oh my God, yeah. I just want to listen to this 15 times over in a row. It makes sense. It's been nominated for a bunch of awards that haven't happened yet because <laughs> oh. we're in 2020. But it's been nominated for Pending. one, two, three, Pending. four, five, seven, nine Laurence Olivier Awards, including Best New Musical, Best Actress, Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Best Actress in a Supporting Role, Choreography, Set Design, Costume Design, Lighting Design, and yeah. Original Score, like everything. It was honestly the fanciest production I've seen in a long time. <laughs> like, you know, I feel like lots of the stuff I have seen over the last few years is kind of the Dear Evan Hansen's yes. and it's kind of that stripped back. Whereas this was We Want to Be loud and mm-hmm. proud like yeah. 100 emoji energy towards tech value nice yeah, yeah. 100 it, emoji energy <laughs> the photos are all very like the photos are all it's just like a massive so much color yeah. i don't actually think i would like it if i saw it if i saw it i think i would like it but listening to it i'm like yeah okay yeah I'm i see what you're doing sucker for shakespeare so anything that yeah. brings shakespeare back to the general public is good <laughs> with me um is there anything we should know particularly about this show and how it was set up we've talked a lot about martin did he was he the catalyst for this being well written? i think it's been in the works for a long time yeah. is my understanding and Max Martin is actually one of the producers on it Great. how much he was involved is another question yeah. um, but I suppose his music has been waiting to be turned into it I kind of honestly can't believe that it's taken so long absolutely but like especially because he's had kind of waves of popularity like I think in the 90s he had Backstreet Boys NSYNC um, Britney Spears all those artists and then he kind of disappeared for yeah. five to ten years and all of a sudden it's like Oh wait, we got Jesse J, we got Katy Perry, got Kesha. like, and all of a sudden he just had this another massive wave of number one hits. And I don't know if that's because he took time off writing, yeah. or just because he his style he had to refine what was relevant and what was going to work. I mean, that's fair. Maybe he just wanted a break, you know. Very possible, <laughs> and he would have been very rich. Yeah. So maybe he's like yellow swag. It's fine. Talking <sighs> back about the music, um, I was listening to it's Low, which originally is Kesha's song. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I kept telling I've said like to five people now I'm like I'm going to play the introduction to this song what do you think it is because for me as soon as I started playing I'm like Gangnam Styles in and Juliet <laughs> they are the same song I would have to re-listen to it You'd, everyone should go and listen I would play them simultaneously Gangnam Style is slightly faster but they're in the same key <laughs> what's, the ke- what's the Kesha song? Below Below okay yeah um, I kind of want to I, I need to know what it is now I don't I can't remember Below <laughs> 
Someone needs to sing it at me. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that later. Okay. When we're off air, so okay. that we don't infringe on copyright. But just before we go on to the next segment, Julie, are there any bad reviews? Not that I've found. Not a no. single. I think the thing is, is if you're writing a bad review about the show, it's because you're angry about what it is. <laughs> and I'm like, we're great at finding ang- finding angry bit of people. Yeah. Like that's what we but do. But I guess too, like the people who would be critiquing this show also probably love the music. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the ta- the subline, like it's like the marketing line, is the most famous love story of all time remixed. So if you're expecting something, Romeo and Juliet the musical, like you, why am I not at West Side Story? <laughs> <laughs> oh blow! That's kind of your fault. I yeah, feel. Yeah, that's know? fair. Look, I it's very rare we don't have a bad review to read. No, so I'm loving some of these titles. The Bard Goes Bubblegum. Oh. <laughs> Camp. Brilliant that, writing that is very, from The Guardian. Yeah. It's great. Well, let's move on to lessons we've learnt from Anne Juliet. Lessons that Anne Juliet has. I would say that, uh, again, bringing something that's to the table that everybody knows, whether that's the 90s soundtrack, whether that's the Romeo and Juliet story, and flipping it is a very smart idea. Yes. Um, and Six also banks on that earlier of like everyone knows the story of Henry VIII, many, many why, but flipping the spec bit or flipping the ending of a show we already know, I think that gets people excited. <laughs> and it means that the work lasts longer in the original text as well as, yeah. is, I guess, something that I generally learn in contemporary music. Uh, any other lessons? I have two. Mm. My first one is the one st- the one kind of point that the show left on me was they kind of explored gender fluidity and mm. sexuality, but in a really kind of easy t- way. Yeah. Like, I know when I saw Jagged Pill, it's, it was like, here's an issue, here's an issue, here's an issue, listen to what we're saying, which is fine. And like, I really loved the show. But I thought it was quite clever how they introduced queer characters and gender fluid characters and it just was normal and accepted and I'm like that to me like that's my life that's my friends Mm. and it was really nice just seeing something presented and it wasn't made a big deal of it just was and so seeing that on stage found yeah that was quite exciting Um, another life lesson (laughs) it doesn't have as like a solid point like that is that our life lesson is that 90s bangers are still bangers they're still in 2020. They're and just well written. That is a life lesson right there, <laughs> is that you can always go back to 90s bangers. 90s bangers are still bangers, still and if bangers. you chuck a bunch of great lighting and tech in there, you've got to go. Yeah. I was actually, as we, as I was like getting ready for the episode, obviously there's some in-sync songs in the show, and it made me think of Justin Timberlake, and it made me think of this live DVD he has, and I'm just like, oh, Justin Timberlake is so good. <laughs> <laughs> there's just certain artists yeah. and certain groups that even though you might look back and go oh that's cheesy or that was ridiculous and the outfits were so dumb like everyone wearing uh, all white all, that's literally <laughs> something is this film clip by Ultra who sang oh was it Ultra who sang Say It Once anyway oh, they're on this like yacht and they're in like white jeans they like, look like they're from all from the Gold Coast white <laughs> jeans and white sandals white open shirts I'm like ridiculous but anyway like I think you can look back and go oh 
man, they were actually really well-crafted songs. Even though they're simple, they're very catchy and very smart. And they hold up. That's the thing. 100%. What's going to hold up in the current musical climate? And hey, there's plenty of number like number one songs that Max Martin wrote that aren't in the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, Brisbane's favourite Veronica's. Yeah. He wrote for them. And there's like, oh, I can't remember what song it is. Um, but Forever is pretty much, the intro is pretty much the same as a Pink song. And that's because Max Martin wrote both of them. And he went, eh, I guess that'll do. Yeah, it's fine. Nobody will. <laughs> what are you going to do? Sue me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to sue myself. Um, I guess you also learnt that going to West End just pre-lockdown is the best <laughs> way I, to get into all Honestly, oh my gosh. When lockdown happened, I was in New Zealand and I came, I was there for work and I came back and obviously I had to quarantine two weeks and I was just like espresso depresso. <laughs> and one of the really great things was going, thank God I went and saw like 10, 12 shows in the smallest period of time. So now I'm not here wanting to like punch myself in the face because I haven't, I'm not able to see any theatre. <laughs> yeah. Like theatre's my happy place. I yeah. can just go and see a show. I can sit there in the dark and just see a world created around me. And that's, I, f- I find that very special. So I'm, yes, I definitely was like, oh, I'm so lucky. It's a strange feeling, isn't it? Like the first, and it wasn't even a show, it was like a little cabaret thing that I saw post-COVID, so post really having much access to theatre. I got so nervous and so excited to see something. My heart rate, I was like, I can't check my heart rate. It was 113 beats per minute. (laughs) I was so, I was like, come on, is it good? Is it bad? I don't care. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. The first show's back, that Bridget or Ritzel's. I just cried the whole time. Like I honestly didn't think. For months? Just like, no, for that entire performance season, just being like, we're in a theatre and there are people seeing this work and it's like, it's crazy. I do think it's brought some of like real theatre lovers together as well. I've probably actually, I've seen post, not post COVID because we're still in COVID, but I suppose post 100% lockdowns in Queensland at least, I've still managed to see five shows (laughs) and I've just been like, there's a show and I've got to (laughs) go. I must go. I don't care. And I've seen all this stuff that I would have never seen. So that has been one really kind of great thing. Just a general life lesson that musicals have inspired. Yes. And obviously a life lesson. If you want to always get a seat to a great musical, go just before a pandemic hits (laughs) and there's no tourists around. And don't pre-book anything. Don't pre-book anything. I only pre-booked one show. um, And that was it. I pre-booked seeing Back to the Future, which was I would have pre-booked Back to the Future. I'm so sad. That was announced as I was leaving and I was like what? it was <gasps> awesome we'll talk about that next Another, time you come next in time, next yeah time, next time. <laughs> um, let's play some music and cast and Juliet hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Let's start that question again. Where are we putting Zac Efron? Because <laughs> for me, I 
every time someone says Shakespeare, the only person I think of is Christian Ball. Oh yeah, like every he's time so because good. he's yeah. so and especially good. in something rotten. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's all I want. He's so good. It's hard to be the bard. It's hard to be the. Bard. <laughs> Can we pop him back in? I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, because I just I think he's so wonderful, particularly in the role. I don't know what Shakespeare's like <laughs> in and Juliet, but I think he actually would be quite good in that role. Yeah. So I mean, it's acceptable casting. Do we put Anne Hathaway as Anne Hathaway? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. Don't. You know what I find is really hard. <laughs> I don't know if this is a statement on the show, but as today I was like, wait, which character was which? Because it all kind of just, apart from William Shakespeare, it all kind of just blended into one. Obviously, I know Juliet. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, who I would actually want to put lots of pop. Like this is the classic yeah. show for star casting. Yeah. Like if there was ever an appropriate show, it's this. Like I want to see Jesse J in there riffing her face off because it's a show where it's just so appropriate to do that. Jesse J, Katy Perry, like all of the adults can be played by Backstreet Boys and Spice Girls and <laughs> I would really like Nicole Scherzinger. Oh! oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Don't care who. Maybe Shakespeare. I'd still take that. I mean, there's no one saying that Shakespeare has to be made, really. That is actually very true. Yeah. I mean, like, because in the show, they do lots of gender swap songs, mm. too. Oh. Well, well, no, but well, where are we putting Zach? <laughs> I think he'd be a great Romeo. <laughs> do you? <laughs> I'd what? also like to see JT, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. The, <laughs> my bestie JT. For those, you for those who aren't educated. Not, not Jonathan Taylor Thomas for <gasps> us older Oh, folks. my goodness. Where are we putting Jonathan <laughs> Taylor Thomas? Let's just bring back all the. 90s. Fran Drescher. Oh, Macaulay Culkin? Macaulay Culkin. Actually, Fran Drescher would be very good in kind of um, Juliet's nurse role. Yeah. Like, <laughs> kind of and neurotic, hysterical. <laughs> oh, Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> I, can, I think that's it. We've mm. just dreamcast it with everyone you've loved from the 90s. I Done. mean, it's appropriate. I think let's do I it. I love it. Where is Zach going? Oh, I don't know. Probably Romeo. Great. I reckon he should go in the band so we don't see him. <laughs> Alexander <laughs> Woodward plays I get it. You're threatened, I get it. <laughs> He's just... A- every time you're mean to Zac Efron, Alex. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Um, if we had to put this show on top five list, what top five, babe? Jukebox. I would put it on. Top, yeah. uh, there's a lot out there, but uh, like all shook up. <laughs> and Juliet. <laughs> Great. <laughs> like, Are you putting it above Jersey Boys? Though, definitely not. Nothing goes against <laughs> no, yeah, Jersey rem- Boys. I remember seeing Jersey Boys for the first time going, wow, this is actually a very, very, very good show. Mm. And that often doesn't. Mm. I do think like, is once a jukebox musical yeah because it's no, like it's a movie yeah but he had written the songs already and someone took his songs and like they made it that's true. into a movie I mean then you could also argue that Waitress is a jukebox musical I suppose as well. that's kind of true yeah so I guess it just depends on what we're yeah they, nah, she, nah. I suppose she took her songs and added it to that the Waitress movie yeah mm, interesting she wrote them specifically because she wanted that movie be a musical and then made 
it into a musical, yeah, she but didn't that really have any pre-existing baking song. <laughs> <laughs> She's just at home. Oh, what a banger that is! Write it down. Um, okay, top five jukebox on there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say top five Shakespearean musicals. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, we have something rotten. Yeah. We have Kiss Me Kate. Kiss Me Kate has Shakespeare. Right. Of course. We have. Can we name five? I'm sure. I'm that sure there's she's someone listening going, "You guys suck." West Side Sorry. Story. She's the man. West Side Story. That's, that's very it. true. And ten things I hate about you are in the works to be musicals, <laughs> right? That's wow. the way it's going. Was Cruel Intentions the film based off a Shakespeare? Because it was turned into yes. an off-Broadway Producer show as well. Says yes. Yes. Ah, well, there you go. Because oh, it, it's an off-Broadway musical as well. Oh, oh well. There we go. So don't poo-poo the Shakespeare <laughs> list. <laughs> I would say it's second on that list. To something rotten. Wow. Yeah, something rotten is an amazing show. It's wow. an amazing show. I have to agree. It's a big call. I mean, what? 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 Ah, uh, I suppose it's West Side, which no, is a West great show, which is a really, really great show. I think mm. give and Juliet another five years. We'll just see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just let it settle. You yeah. know, it never got its chance. COVID crushed it. It, it did. It's, look, it's it's we don't know long. that. Time yeah. will tell. We'll see. Time will tell. Um, top five Max Martin musicals. <laughs> <laughs> I would I say. I guess it's like top five outside. Music Musical theatre composer music. Yes. If that, like, that's a yeah. big, yeah, which is vague waitress. Like, but, like, yeah. And the like. Bad Out of Hell's not going on that list, but it's in that, <laughs> like, say. Well, so when we were in the UK, we were meeting up with some friends in the UK and we went, let's go and see this together because I think this will be really accessible. So I would put it on the top five lists of, like, musicals to go with a group of friends or friends who don't necessarily see a lot of General musicals. General public. There are a lot of musicals on that list though now musical light yeah know? like a easy access musical easy access musical yeah. I think like that. that's also a hard list though because you'd have like Mormon Wicked yeah. I mean Chicago, is, this, Jersey Boys. is this particularly dirty in any way shape or is form is it dirty yeah you know like if you think of an easy access musical where Mormon oh, is like, shocking and dirty oh, so oh. is Avenue Q okay so like, like when you said dirty easy <laughs> access that's <laughs> not <laughs> I was like but that too um I don't like, remember it being particularly shockingly vulgar at any time. <laughs> Not particularly, no. Yeah, so maybe it's an easy access musical that's relatively clean. Yeah, for all I mean, ages. I felt like it was probably a 13 plus musical. There yeah. you go. Yeah. 13 plus. Yeah. Top five 13 plus. Then take the older grandkids. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not something for grandma. Top five musicals to not take grandma to. <laughs> that's would... a massive list. Oh, well, yeah, that actually is quite a big <laughs> list. <laughs> it's a big list. Ooh. Avenue Q would be at the top. And Book of Mormon. Would I be saw Mormon with my uncle. Oh, bad idea. No, hilarious. Really? He's yeah. a massive South Park fan. I was like, you'll like this musical. <laughs> I said my parents, I was like, here are your tickets. Go well, and my enjoy parents the show. went after it and they were like, oh. We saw heaps of oldies loving that musical sick. Like, when you would look out into the audience and you'd see people and be like, oh, they're not going to have a good time. <laughs> like, when you can see them on the monitors, when you're looking at the conductor. At and you can see the people behind the conductor. And you're like, oh, that, that looks like wrong... Wrong crowd. But then they're there and they're like, Woo, you're talking about the fuck frog and they're laughing their head off. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> I have wanted. No. <laughs> and before we Easy digress access. any further, that brings us to the end of our episode oh. of And Juliet. Um, Alex, I know oh. we're living in a COVID world, but you're a busy man. Is there anything that you would like people to know about? Ooh, Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so obviously, well, when this episode comes out, it'll be announced. Yeah. I, um, I mean, it's a very a plug for us Brisbaneites, but mm. I'm very excited that a very naughty Christmas, the comedy concert panto cabaret. homage cabaret show is back for its fourth year in a row at the Brisbane Powerhouse. Mm-hmm. I would say it's in the top five list of <laughs> things you should watch over Christmas. <laughs> Absolutely. Forget the Aaron to Eight Christmas movie coming to Netflix. You want to book Absolutely tickets not. to. <laughs> Absolutely, don't do that. Support local. Right? Top five shows you should take grandma. To. <laughs> you should not take. Surprisingly, grandma. that audience again is very diverse. <laughs> it is. It is an excellent show. Um, so if you are booking, Brisbane take Powerhouse, your friends. Brisbane Powerhouse, a very naughty Christmas I guarantee you'll laugh. And if you don't laugh, well, you've already paid for a ticket, so I don't care. <laughs> There's no money back guarantee on this show. Uh, again, maybe go for after work drinks. It's the perfect like, show for that. Like, yeah. it's the show. The show was created because <sighs> Christmas is a time for hanging out with loved ones, and I always thought it was interesting that Christmas is a time for hanging out with loved ones. But like, I love my I love my family dearly, but half of my loved ones are my friends, and I wanted something that I could do with my on Christmas Day. It's always just immediate family, and I always thought that was weird. So I was like, I want an activity that friends can go to, have like six wines, get a bit rowdy, get silly. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, this is talking about going to the show. Going to the not, show. Not becoming in. The show. Not all doing a very naughty Christmas. Because <laughs> when you started, my eyes, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and if you can shock Julie, you know the, there's a line that has gone nice. way too far. Well, all of that information will be um, on Facebook, shown out. It's very good. It's a very good show. If it wasn't, it wouldn't be back for its fourth season. Four years. So it's kind of crazy. Get on it. Um, Great. Thanks for coming back, Alex. Thanks for having me. I can't believe I was the first guest. And you're now also the last guest. <laughs> first guest, welcome back. Come back with Back to the Future because I want to yeah, talk about Marty fun. McFly. Yeah, easy. I want to know it how they was did really the DeLorean. Good. The DeLorean wait. was amazing. I'm I'm so sad. I genuinely can't see incredible. It. So Roger Bart was so oh. good. Like so good. <laughs> okay, we'll see you in a couple a of weeks. <laughs> Oh, I hate you. We'll see you in a couple of weeks, Alex. Let's find a bootleg, Julie. We'll get on it. Thanks for joining me, Julie. Thanks for joining me, Katie. Anytime. Miranda, we miss you if you're listening. See you next week. Bye-bye now. Hello. I hope you enjoyed, slash are enjoying, slash will enjoy whatever podcast I'm in right now. Once you're finished with it, why not pop on over to Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams, a podcast exploring the lives and minds of theatre practitioners in and around the New Zealand performing arts industry. Join me, James Shearer, in a deep dive into what makes this industry tick. You'll hear conversations with some of the top names in the Aotearoa performing arts scene and beyond, from the up-and-coming to the big Shorty Street stars. So, if you're into the performing arts, come on over to Broadway and other Kiwi dreams. Because no two journeys are the same, and wherever you are in yours, I hope we can inspire you to soldier on and keep following your Kiwi dreams. Uh, that's not kind of Productions podcast.